0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever. Or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every
1: journey. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. So one of the big storylines from the Astros in spring training obviously is the bullpen. Josh Hader signs a big deal to come here to be the closer. He will be the closer according to Joe Espada. So Ryan Presley who didn't really do anything to lose the job other than not be Josh Hader. Presley's been very very good Um, but Hader's been an elite closer and is younger more expensive and um, look if anything this beefs up the back end of the Astros bullpen but nobody likes to be pushed from the ninth inning to the eighth inning. Um, here was Ryan Presley yesterday, finally met with the media on the Astros, adding Josh Hader.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think we got a great bullpen. Probably one of the best bullpens in the league. Um, you know, I mean, I get paid to go get three outs. It don't matter <laughs> if it's in the fourth inning or the ninth inning. So um, whenever the phone rings and, and they tell me to get in there, I'll get in there.
1: That's right. You still get the same salary. It's not like they bumped yeah. you down from $14 million to $12 because you're pitching the eighth, buddy. So there's that. One more quick one here. Were you surprised, Ryan Presley, by the Josh Hader signing?
0: Yeah, it was a surprise. But I mean, if it, I mean, he makes our team better. You know, he's he's hands down one of the best relievers in the game. And you know, when you add him to our bullpen, we, we're just that much better now. So um, again, you know, I'm happy he's here. I'm I'm happy that I get to share a bullpen with him. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun time. And you know, he's he seems like a great teammate. So I'm I'm excited to be here with him.
2: Sean, you know, as I was watching the Iron Claw. Last night, for uh, you know, it takes me multiple nights to finish a movie because I treat them like like miniseries. I think it's days. smart. I like that. I'm going to start doing. Yeah, that. it is. It's what has. Yeah, all these miniseries and documentaries on Netflix have conditioned me, and all these awesome cable series have conditioned me that if it's a long movie, I'm just going to break it up into pieces I like, like it. episodes. So. Uh, you know, they're, they're brother three <laughs> can't wait to hear you tie it to the hater Presley situation. <laughs> <laughs> well, it it's the, the sibling rivalry that there was wow. between the Von Ulrich brothers. They just loved each other deeply. And yet there was also uh there was a competitiveness there. Um, you know, where they just, and it wasn't even a competitiveness. They wanted to each do great, but they also, you know, they were, whether they wanted to be or not, they were in competition with their brothers. And, uh, like that's, that's a little bit what it's like on a sports team, you know, obviously without the. The, yeah, as close a bond as brothers, but you got to try to find that way to be a good teammate while also at the same time you got your ego wrapped up in in wanting to be the guy and everything. So it's that that's where it just that's where having the right kind of guys matters because you got guys you know in football especially it's even more important. But if you got guys that just can't operate and start acting like snipey little gossipy teenagers or something, then that can be really bad for team chemistry. Yeah. So it's it's that ability to like be PO'd about what happened but still be a good dude in the locker room I feel like Presley's that kind of for guy for sure
1: well I, a couple things I think one Ryan Presley arrived here as a setup guy when they traded yeah. for him in 2018 I think it was 2018 they traded for him he was a setup guy I think Roberto Ozuna was the closer at the time um, so he's been a setup guy, but it's not like he's it's not like he's Mariano Rivera and he's been a closer yeah. his whole career. You
2: know, you be careful, what? careful, Sean. What? That's when you're stepping into, uh, you know, telling Joe Pesci he's just a shoe shine boy. You're like, <laughs> hey, I remember you just a, you're just a shoe <laughs> shine boy. That's true. I'm you gonna,
1: know, I'm going to go. I'm going to go to an Astros game this year and go to open clubhouse down there, and he's going to be like, I, I hey, Sean, maybe I heard I shine shoes no more. I'm like yeah. Ryan, I was just merely pointing out that you're maybe wired for the change. You know, you're adapting. Yeah, right? yeah. See, yeah, it would have been a much, yeah. I much. I hope he
2: beats you over the head with a, a, uh, mu- a pair of Altuve spikes. I, Not even the big spikes. The little Altuve spikes, just to be more demeaning. <laughs>
1: Ryan, I love you. I remember, I remember when you were setting up back in the day in 2018. <laughs> oh, God, he was great. He got three outs. My shoes looked like mirrors. It was great. Um so he's done it before. I, I love your point about like the competition between the competition between peers on a team because you see that in starting rotations all the time. Like that yeah, was what fueled yeah. those Braves starting rotations. I bet. I bet it's a lot of what's fueled the Astros starting rotations over the last several years, where you got Verlander and and uh, and Garrett Cole there and Granky and Dallas Keuchel. Like there is a healthy, there's a healthy competition there um, between those guys. Um I think too there's like there's probably there's probably a part of it too like a fear of failure where you, okay I'm getting moved to the 8th inning here I don't want to if I screw this up people are going to people are going to create a narrative that I'm mentally weak here like that I'm uh-huh. screwing this up because I got bumped down to the 8th inning when in fact it could be he's 35 years old it could be that his performance deteriorates cuz he's a year older and he's getting it's closer right. to the end yeah. than the beginning
2: that's a, that's a hard part of it is that you know there was a pretty defined drop off last year and it happens when he's 34 years old, and it, it it very might well be that he you know just had a randomly bad year, and that he's back to being the exact same guy this year. But if you're the Astros and you're looking at it and you're being objective about it, yeah. and you got to set all your personal feelings aside, it, you got to look at it and say, okay, this guy's in his mid 30s. More times than not, when there's a drop off, it's definitely related to age. Yes. So we got to be sure that we start staying ahead of this thing. We don't want to be around. When we know for sure that it's age, you know, like knowing for sure that somebody has dropped off because of age means that you waited a year too long to, to take care of it. So now you get the benefit of, yeah, you know, maybe it was a blip in the radar and maybe a sign of things to come down the road, but actually he's got three more good years left in him. Okay. Well then awesome. And you take advantage of this, this good year. And then you've got Josh Hader to boot.
1: Yep. Uh, one more from Presley. What adjustments do you need to make pitching the eighth inning instead of the ninth inning? There's
2: no adjustment. I'm, I'm the same guy that goes in the sixth inning or the ninth inning. It's the same. It's the same thing. Well, and that's the whole thing about being the closer. You know, sometimes yeah, the closer gets all the glory and everything, but like sometimes you go in and it just so happens that the you're facing the weakest part of the lineup in the ninth inning. You're a setup guy, and all of a sudden it's like, oh wow, oh you know what? We need Presley in the we need Presley in the seventh because we got the meat of their lineup there. Yeah. Uh, versus waiting until the eighth to put him in. Yeah. So yeah, there's a little bit of. I don't know. I, I think there's a little bit more honor sometimes in being the guy that goes in in a high leverage situation, more so than just the guy who's reserved for the ninth.
1: Now I do wonder that. Like, okay, the of the guys who of the guy whose role is most defined at the back end of a bullpen, it seems like yeah. it's the closer who's like, no, he is the ninth inning guy. Like, it, teams hate bringing in their closer. Most teams hate bringing in their closer with two outs in the eighth in a huge like. Just got to put out the fire situation. I don't don't know if they hate it, but ideally they don't like to do it. Look, ideally you have this guy at the 7th, this guy in the 8th, this guy in the ninth. but it doesn't work out that way very often. I do wonder now if Presley, because he's not the closer, he doesn't have that defined. You're a ninth inning guy. You stay there until the ninth inning. If he does get brought in now in more leverage situation, like if there is a a fire brewing in the 7th inning, all right, let's get Presley in here. These are some good matchups for him right now, you know? Yeah, if he does get used it, it, a li- uh, be, little bit differently,
2: you know with the uh, and uh, the other thing too. When you said ego aside from it and everything, if you're Ryan Presley, okay, yeah, give me give me many fewer of these situations where I'm pitching more than one inning, you know, yeah. or where yeah. I'm pitching across where I'm pitching across innings. Yeah, uh, that's that's just you know like it's it's not ideal for those guys.
1: Um, so there's a lot of video now surfacing from Astros spring training because pitchers and catchers are there. We got a lot of people. Covering it there, a lot of folks locally here covering it, so we see a lot of video. Verlander threw off a mound yesterday. That was a big deal, Seth. He threw off a mound. Uh, where did so, he throw it?
2: <laughs> he threw, I believe, to a catcher. He threw it off as like he was a, he was a <laughs> where, mounded, assaulted him on his he back. He it. threw it off of him. Right. Yeah.
1: Um. So I like seeing that the DEFCON level continues to decrease for me on Justin Verlander. So that was good. Thrown
2: um, of a mound. If there's one thing that Astros fans are well acquainted with, yeah. it's the steps and progressions of pitcher rehab. Because oh, Lance McCullers dude. is so detailed in a walking it. documentary. I, know, which I honestly, I appreciate it. I love that Lance like gives you the whole rundown of for exactly sure. where he is in his recovery. Yeah,
1: for sure. No, oh, I like being more informed. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
0: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
1: So Verlander threw off a mound. Uh, did you see? Fromber doesn't have the weave anymore. Uh, he got ri- he got rid of the uh, he got rid of the weave in the back. So we got those first yeah, half I saw them, 2022 vibes back with Fromber.
2: Yeah, I saw them. Uh, uh, Brian McTaggart did put cut his hair. like The Framber cut his hair in quotation. Yeah, because obviously it wasn't a cut. He just got rid of the weave. Yeah, and I I had come I I'd kind of forgotten that it was a weave. And uh, now I'm like retroactively disappointed that he that those weren't his natural uh, lustrous locks. You remember
1: when he got it? He got it right before the All Star game in 2022. When he the first time he made the All Star team in 2022. And I remember when he got it. I'm like, why are you messing with anything right now? You're you're an All Star. You're you've at that point probably pitched like 12 consecutive quality starts. That would ultimately become 25 or whatever it was. Like why? That's a pretty big thing to. It's a pretty big mojo changer, right there, to completely change your hairstyle in the middle of a season where you just made the All Star team for the first time. But it worked. He won a World Series, pitched a bunch more quality starts, but he's without. Yeah, the lead, that's
2: where man. I worry that I worry that I worry that um, uh, the All Star game seems to be like a dividing point for him. Where uh, you know, last year they 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 wanted him to rest with the All Star game. And that seemed to like just push him off the edge of the cliff emotionally or something. That was the way it appeared from the outside that him not him not getting his wish of of pitching in the All Star game because the Astros felt like, hey, you're 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 kind of injured and you're kind of important to this team. That, that I wish that hadn't flummoxed him as much as it apparently did. Definitely the narrative. So I the hair the hair actually <clears throat> uh, more so than with other athletes. Yeah, I feel like the the the, the hair. And everything else that goes with being a La Grasa, it might actually matter more than we want to believe. There it are
1: there are definitely athletes. There are definitely athletes where you feel like stuff like that matters more than others. Framber's one of them. Framber's one where I'm like, okay, as I'm handicapping what his year's going to look like. Has he added a new pitch? You know, how's he feeling? Are there any notes of any injury? Any discomfort anywhere? What's his hair like? A lot of people are saying he and Javier both look skinnier this year.
2: Yeah. I guess uh I know that you were concerned about Javier's weight last year. He looks skinnier. Hey dad, I sent
1: you a picture yesterday or 2 days yeah. ago. He definitely looks skinnier to me.
2: That's good too. Yeah, and there, and it's from multiple angles too. People used to try to defend Tony Romo when he would show up fat to training camp and say, "No, it's just a bad angle." I'm like, "Oh boy, there's, there sure seem to be a lot of bad there's angles." There's no everywhere. good angles. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize maybe it's the light in San Antonio that doesn't agree with him, you know. Do they still have their camp in uh Oxnard? Oh, that's right. Yeah. No, it was – yeah, I was thinking of the one – yeah, they only had it in San Antonio for like a couple of years. Ago. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, not sure. yeah, whatever. Uh, Oxnard. Oxnard, Oxnard so,
1: California. Yep.
2: So, yeah, I, I think for both of those guys – you know, I get nervous sometimes when people start messing with their weight, but that's if like things are going great and then they mess with their weight. Like LeBron James, you know, chugging along, getting MVPs and championships, and all of a sudden decides he needs to be 25 pounds lighter. Yeah. And uh, like that lasted about four weeks into the season that year. Yep. Yeah. I get nervous about guys doing that. With both those guys, yeah, I think that maybe a little bit of weight loss could be good for the rigors of the season. Javier especially, just because, like, last year last year was the first time he was tabbed as a full-time starter right from the get-go, and it, it didn't seem to agree with him. Well,
1: th- and this is going to sound weird because it's baseball. It's not like the two of them are out there on a treadmill the whole game. Yeah. But the game does move quicker now with the pitch clock.
2: Well, no, and it's how you yeah, end. Conditioning is a thing for pitchers anyway, uh, you know, even before the pitch clock. You're right, though. The, the pitch clock moving it along as quickly as it does. Like if you're not quite an ideal shape, that could really, yeah, it's like it's little really things. Right. Yeah. Right.
1: Right. I mean, that could be enough to, to tip your, to tip your performance. I'll say, I mean, Framber and Javier both sure look like they were sweating quite a bit out there last year. I'll say that
2: Framber's never going to stop sweating as much as he sweats. Yeah. He's a, he's a heavy right. sweater. Javier, yeah, I guess Javier is a, he's always been a a heavier sweater too. It's just, I didn't, you don't see him. You hadn't seen him for as many extended outings. Yeah. Um, Yeah, maybe we'll try to judge Javier by the sweat quotient. Wade Wade Smith and I have talked about this. The one thing that we've been most disappointed in, in losing weight after we're done playing is that we both had this illusion that we'd stop sweating. That we'd just be like, oh yeah, calm, cool, and collected all the time. You could walk, uh, walk, walk through a parking lot in August in a suit, and it wouldn't matter. Uh, no, false. Uh, that's a, uh, that's uh, a, that that, that that didn't happen.
1: False. Yeah. Um, we have a text uh, from someone saying uh, a couple people. Deshaun Watson is in the news again. Uh, are you guys going to discuss the new Deshaun Watson situation? We actually will. We have it in headlines coming up next year. It's also All Star Weekend. All Star Weekend in the NBA and the biggest Houston story again is CJ Stroud for the All Star Weekend. We'll uh, discuss that, the newest news with Deshaun Watson. We'll get to all of that coming up next.
0: You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.